What's up, guys? You are listening to the For Your Thoughts podcast, where psychology, pop culture, and self meet. You already know what it is. I'm just kidding. You already know who it is. Um, Happy New Year. Happy freaking New Year. Um, This episode basically is going to be a blast from the past, a recap, New Year, same pod, but I want to reintroduce the podcast to new listeners and all of the other podcasts always do like these like year end recaps or whatever or new year recaps where they just kind of grab all of their best ofs from the pod that year. But I definitely grabbed all of my best ofs from the pod overall since we started in 2018, but we really got consistent this year. So I hope you guys enjoy this best of the pod part one. Um, this best of the pod thingy is definitely dedicated to my brother, Sean Goon, who passed away during the holidays, which was a um, very difficult time for me and my family. Um, But I know that he's watching down on me and rooting for me and my family. And I love you so much. This, everything I do now is definitely going to have you always in mind. You are a light. I know you know that. I know you see us and we see you. I feel you. I hear you all the time. I love you, Guna. I love you so much. So, yes, we will dive into all of those things on further episodes, talk about grief and like all of that as well. Um, Yeah. Also, I just finally got my negative COVID test. I've been testing positive for COVID with no symptoms since a little bit before Christmas. So that's why y'all haven't seen me out and about in Houston or anything like that. So yeah, I finally tested negative, which is wild because I'm literally been just here and my family's was having like their last like Sunday funny situation at um, my cousin's house. So I'm about to head over there. So I was like, let me finish this up so I can post it tomorrow. Happy New Year's, y'all. Check out Best of the Pod part one and be sure to subscribe, share, tag me rate review all of that stuff yes this year is about to be lit oh and this episode is brought to y'all by our sponsor sprouts yes so with sprouts well at sprouts you can definitely get everything elderberry they are like the whole foods 2.0 like sprouts is that girl that's on period go to sprouts get you all of your vitamins and things like that get on my instagram you'll see my post about it so yeah here comes the best of the pod. Bye. Love you guys. Yeah. So how do you feel like when, let's say something goes viral or let's say somebody gets canceled for something. Mm-hmm. You know how that always goes. Yes. As long as it's not something like a white person being fucking racist. Yeah. So something else. Okay. And like the internet is like going in on them, judging them like based on this one story without really knowing like the backstory yeah. to what's going on. You're always on Twitter and on the internet. Um, I know you voiced your opinion like on a lot of things as well. So like, how do you feel about like that period and just how do I say this? Well, basically, how do you feel about that? Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, first of all, can I've come to realize like canceling doesn't fucking exist. Like it, like people say it, yeah. but like you can't fucking cancel someone. Exactly. Like, <laughs> Like, in this world, like, if you say, like, oh, like, I'm not going to listen to, to like, let, let's say, for example, XXX Tentacion. Oh, like, yeah. 
if you say you're not gonna listen to him, yeah, but he still has like thousands and millions of streams. He's still like making money. He's still charting. So it's like, yeah, you may not fuck with him, but he still has like a really huge like following platform. elsewhere. Yeah, like and everyone who like you say you cancel, like they're still gonna be relatively successful. Mm-hmm. Like I think someone has to do something really, really bad for their career to like completely plummet and like them to like just literally be canceled. Yeah. Um and also just like that whole canceling culture is like super dangerous because I think it doesn't leave room for people to make mistakes. Oh my god, that's perfect. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people operate under the idea or like under the mindset that like they just like came out the womb like woke as fuck. <laughs> Like I know a lot of people on Twitter are like they act like they they came out the, like the, into the world and like knew like oh this is how you address people like this is what's right this is what's wrong. What I really do hate sidebar is walking down the street and men just thinking that they can just talk to you like I am minding my it's eight o'clock in the morning. Do y'all want to know what happened to me yesterday? I was walking on the subway platform, walking to work. This man looked at me, pulled out his phone, and just pulled it. I wish y'all could see, like handed it out as if he was handing me a flyer, but it was his phone, thinking that was going to get my attention to talk to him and put my, my whole beautiful number in his phone. Fuck out of here. I was like, really? And I literally said, fuck out of here. Now, I used to be scared, but now I just be saying shit under my breath. I still don't say it that loud because hell no. Nah. But, like, they really have me messed up. It's like, why can't I walk down the street in peace without your old raggedy ass trying to talk to me? Um, Lauren, you told me about your experience. And I would never, ever think that because you're so like bubbly mm-hmm. and not even just bubbly. I don't even like to say that anymore. It's like you just always seem very comfortable or whatever. So for you to s- express that you experienced anxiety was like super big. So I'm like, you never know who's experiencing mm-hmm. what or whatever. So like, tell us about that. And like, you don't really experience it that much anymore and how you got over it and yeah. whatnot. Yeah. Okay. So I first started experiencing anxiety in college. Like, I don't know, it came out of nowhere. So the first experience I had was literally like if I was walking through a big crowd, especially a crowd of guys, I would be walking and I just would feel like I'm about to pass out and just like fall down and pass out. I would like hyper hyperventilate a little bit. It was so weird. I didn't know why like why that was, but I was all through college like I was dealing with that. And then one big thing that happened was I was in this pageant Um, in college and I remember one day we were supposed to have our speeches down pat and you know when you're in college it was like I was doing a lot like studying Uh just work whatever like I didn't have the speech down and so I was like okay I don't have the speech but when I got to practice everybody had their speech like everybody and I was just like oh my god I don't have my speech and so when they got to me I don't know what happened. I don't know. It came out of nowhere. I literally could not breathe. I started crying. Um, 
it was almost like call nine one one. Like I I don't know why that it's happened. It's not funny, what, but it's not. But it was just so yeah, weird. Like we've been, and I know we've been there. It's like yeah, and a lot of people yeah. might be like, okay, well, you were scared because you didn't do your speech. It was just more than that. Like I literally could not breathe. Yeah, no, the people reaction asking, was not proportionate to like the issue. Like, yeah, that's why it's such people a big were deal. like, mm-hmm. oh my god, are you okay? And I was like, I don't know what's happened to me. Like I literally had to sit down there to give me water. It, it was just bad, and I don't know where that came from. And so. Just, like, all through college, it was just kind of, like, those things, like, happened. That was, like, a big thing. And I told my mom, I'm like, Mom, I think I have anxiety. Like, I don't know what's happening to me. And she kind of was like, you know, don't speak that into existence for yourself. Mm -hmm. She was like, you know, pray about it. Pray about it. That's what they all say. Yeah, you know, (laughs) like, pray about it, and it'll get better, but don't speak that for yourself. I'm like, okay. So I ended up like leaving that school and I went home I I ended up going back to Houston and I was going to school there in Houston and I mean it kind of did go away like I didn't have it I I don't know I mean I just was like okay maybe my mom's right I don't know I I definitely didn't I wasn't like suffering and I wasn't feeling yeah I wasn't so now that I'm in New York, it's weird because it's starting to come back because I'm in this new job. Mm-hmm. I work in, in PR. City, man. Yes. And so it's coming back. I mean, at work sometimes when my boss is talking to me and she's standing over me, I literally see myself. Like, I just feel like, like I'm sorry, shaking. Over me. Yeah. That like, 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 or and it's not even that she's standing over me in a, in a powerful way. Like, she could just be asking me, like, hey, show me like this pitch that you wrote or like show me whatever and like as I'm showing her I'm shaking. Yeah. I'm 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 like like getting hot. I did almost have an anxiety attack one time because me and her we were going at it about something like not really going at it, but like I was doing a presentation and she kind of was like, This isn't good and I'm like, I don't understand why it's not good. But I had to just take deep I was literally like Like trying Which is a to good like mechanism, catch, like yeah, like trying to like catch my breath yeah, because it was sure. literally like bad. And so I've been trying to like take my mom's advice and just be like, you know, pray about it and just like take deep breaths and like not think too much into it. But it definitely did not go away. Of the past episodes, I've talked about you know what to do um, spiritually, like mentally, to you know have a better time during this whole pandemic, but. Make shit fun. It's so much you can come up with. Ooh, okay, hold on one second. Karen Civil, shout out to Karen, my girl. She posted this super dope activity that I think that I'm going to do this weekend. So basically what you do is, hold on, I'm trying to find the tweet. So she said, she tweeted, I'm going to share an idea that I created during COVID. I wrote down about 40 to 60 things, painting, running five miles, make pretzel bed, etc., and put it in a bowl. Each day I pull something new out to do. It gives me something to look forward to during the uncertainty. And I was like, yes, like that's dope. Um, I feel like in the beginning of quarantine, even now like, I'm doing like things just you have to you have to stay busy and stay having fun, stay just moving because it's it's just a lot going on. But um It'd be super dope to create like a list of things I've never done before, never made before, and really dedicate myself to to doing exactly that on whatever weekend or whatever day that I just need to do something different, right? So that's super dope. So basically all you do is, and I'll update you guys if I actually do it. I think that I really really will though. But shout out to Karen Civil. Love her. Um, Yeah, just write down 
a bunch of things, put it in a cute little bowl. You can make, you can decorate your little bowl. You can do whatever. You can use a mason jar, you know, make it cute, a little razzle dazzle or whatever. Things about like your work. And then you like kind of like go outside of the box for sure. Like the masturbation piece that I saw, <laughs> I was like, I was like, what is this? And it was super dope. I was like, I've never seen anybody think to like photograph anything like this before so yeah i was like kind of going out of limb even for myself for yeah, that yeah really I, <laughs> I did that for my uh midterm for my studio class this semester and our prompt was to take a piece of writing and turned it into a photo series and so i was kind of like thinking i was like do i want to use like a book or something um that i've read and i was like thinking of doing that but then I was like this is a cool opportunity for me to like work with a friend and so my friend Jalen um I've known him since like my freshman year of high school he's also from um the DMV and he goes to Pratt now um and he's a poet and so I remember he told me about this poem that he wrote about like the first time that he ever masturbated and I was like this would be interesting like an interesting piece of writing to like translate to photographs um because I think like that aspect of like puberty and like growing up and stuff. I feel like it's not talked about. I just think people like to cape for celebrities so hard sometimes. And like, I know that they're humans and stuff like that, but it's like, they wouldn't do the same for you. Yeah. <laughs> so. facts, but, but I mean like, well for me, I cape only because like, I don't need you to do it for me. It's yeah, just like, I true. cape for like humanity and just true. people period. I would cape for you. I'd cape for well, like yeah, I mean, I guess random... I, I'm saying this and I'm like an Azealia Banks stan. So. Me too. That was on our <laughs> thing. That's crazy. I, okay. Why do you love her? <laughs> I love Azealia Banks because she's talented as fuck in comparison to all these trash, like male <laughs> rappers that are around now. Like she's really talented. Also, like, she's very candid about, like, what she believes in and, like, is very honest, even though, like, a lot of her opinions, like, she said herself in her Breakfast Club interview, like, she said, my opinions are shitty, you shouldn't subscribe to them. But, like, a lot of the stuff she says is, like, pretty accurate. It's, like, for all of the, like, the few, like, messed up things that she may say in, like, a Twitter rant or, like, an article or an interview, there's at least a few really valid points where it's, like, Azalea Banks is like really smart. Like she's a really smart individual. And so that's why I like respect her as an artist and like still stan. Mm -hmm. Thing is like she's beyond talented and I don't. Right. Everyone always says she lets her mouth get in the way, but it's like she's a smart person. And like and I feel like I feel like she she also has suffered from some mental things. Oh, definitely. Sure, like, like her exactly. mother, her mother was abusive to her, um, like severely abusive. Her father died when he she was like nine or ten. Wow, I didn't even know all this. Yeah, That's, she. Okay. Um, what else? She was like taken advantage of by her label really young. She was like dating this guy who was like really old. He was like the manager of Coldplay or something and he was super abusive too. So like she's been through a lot of shit and I think people don't take that into like context consideration, consideration when they talk about Azealia Banks. Um, Cause honestly I feel like she's right a lot more times than she is wrong. I think she just says a lot of stupid shit but mm -hmm. a lot of people say a lot of stupid shit. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think she's gonna be okay. Like I think yeah. she really is gonna like make it like to the top. And she's purely talented and different. Yeah.
Yeah. Like, I don't know anyone else who can sound and do what she does. Exactly. And like, that's really all that matters. She's really unique. And like, that's. I just want to keep blackballing her. And I just, I'm over <laughs> it. But I think she's like pushing through. Yeah. Cause it's like, and it's like a huge double standard because, like she said in her interview, Kanye West could one week say, or has one week said, slavery was a choice and then two weeks later releases an album and the articles are about his album and not about him saying slavery was a choice yeah Azalea Banks releases Anna Wintour and then maybe the week before she said that somebody's breath stank <laughs> and then in the fucking shade room article or like the fader article they reference that mm-hmm. it's like she doesn't get the same treatment as other people mm-hmm. and it's like obviously because of like certain things like she's a black woman Mm -hmm. like there's just like several reasons why i think she's like and then also like like people just have a vendetta against azalea banks just because it's like that's like one thing like the internet and the media does they'll like put like that's the person you're supposed to hate you're supposed to hate azalea banks yeah you're supposed to hate trump which we do hate trump but it's people that you're supposed to hate and like they'll keep pushing that narrative until the which i'm glad that charlamagne like gave her that breakfast club interview as well and like they like got to talk and stuff like that it's because like the media plays a huge role in like what we like what we don't and i wish people would just like think for themselves i want to acknowledge the death of mac miller rest in peace to him it's insane that his latest single is called self-care and like we never realize how bad people are hurting until suicide happens. The most joyous of people are the are sometimes the ones who are hurting the most. Like they're that joyous because they're overcompensating or just trying to be that way. And the mind is a tricky ass thing. I, I keep telling y'all. So the whole check on your strong friend thing is cool and all, but are y'all really doing that? Check on all of your friends, not just the strong ones. Don't just check on them. Like just just be there because deep and dark feelings are so hard to express. Even that one friend who's always telling you that they're sad or whatever, or like telling you um, their business about men or whatever, women just telling you, just talking shit all the time about their life and complaining. Those aren't even like the saddest ones. The saddest ones are the ones who are real quiet. Cause like those deep, dark feelings like that are, they are inexplainable. Right? So Like I said, the happiest, most loving people are facing demons that no one would ever understand. And I also want to send my love to Ariana Grande and to anyone who calls themselves and to anyone who calls themselves blaming her for his death. You're a fucking idiot. okay? like fuck off. Depression and addiction are a battle of self and nobody can save you from that but yourself. And sometimes you can't even save yourself. And that's how we see these suicides and things happen. I feel like he's at peace now. But for this peace of mind, I want to share some of my personal self-care tips in honor of Mac Miller um, and his latest single, Self-Care, like, and what gives me peace of mind. Number one, working out. Um, and I have not worked out in a long time, and I need to. Okay, but working out, I like I'm really I'm a skinny heifer and people always ask me why I work out. It's because it makes me feel like a million bucks. I literally float after a workout. I'm floating over you hoes after a workout. It clears my mind like nothing else. How have you been trying to date or like how has dating even been working for you since the quarantine hit? Okay, so, I mean, I think that 
Um, it hasn't been working. Um, <laughs> let's just start there. No, but I really, I just been kind of just on some bored shit, just been on hinge. And mm-hmm. I've just been like kind of talking to people. But I do know in the beginning of the quarantine, I was talking to one person for a good little minute, someone that I met on hinge. And I really think the problem with that is. You don't touch anything. I think the problem with that is that, like, I was, I met this person. I was talking to them for probably, like, a month before we actually met up. So we would FaceTime and, like, talk. And it was cool. But then when I met him in person, I was like, oh, no, I'm good. A conscious decision and accept it. So if you decide to give in to your urges sometimes, it's totally fine. Like, nobody's telling you to live a boring, whack-ass life. That's not it. I'm like the queen of YOLO because you really only have one life. But we need to live a fulfilled one. So we just got to be more conscious of our decisions and not follow every single whim or urge. Making conscious choices instead of just trying to gratify your wants will help you make healthier decisions. And once we've made whatever choice that is, like enjoy it in the moment, no matter what it is. Don't beat yourself up about a conscious choice. See how you feel afterwards, though. Like if you are like, okay, do I want to go out with this person? But you really aren't sure. You really thought about it. And you're like, you know what? Let me do this. Pay attention to how you feel afterwards. Like if you feel bad, like that's how you know maybe that wasn't the best decision. If you feel great, it's like that's what you were supposed to be doing. So even if it's with food or whatever the case may be, like pay attention to how you feel after. I want to talk about Summer Walker and this whole social anxiety thing. Oh, brother. This Right? This isn't the first time. It is not going to be the last time that the general public has been insensitive to celebrities and their mental health. Times like this are honestly why I've really gotten into the inter- entertainment industry. If I told you before, Kellen, like, I'm only in this shit to, like, help, like, heal. Because I feel like the in- entertainment industry is, like... That's just you with anything in life, but yeah. Yeah, and I think that... But that is very true. Damn. Why'd yeah. you agree? Why'd you, you bring me like that? You were a Captain Tabo. <laughs> oh, God. Anyways, I really got into this shit to, like, kind of, like, empath- like input more empathy and more humanity and, like, more psychology into the whole industry... So, yeah. So I've been super perplexed by the way we see public figures and how we put them on this unrealistic pedestal to the point where we don't see them as human. And the moment that they do something that's extremely human, they're plastered all over TMZ in the shade room and slaughtered to the point of no return. Like Summer Walker, like, what do you think about that whole situation? That shit is so lame to me. Like, it's cool. Like, some of the jokes are actually funny. You know, like, the picture of her standing with her arms straight and they, like, put her blasting off in the orbit and shit. Like (laughs) That's funny. Shit like that is funny, but people really trying to sit up here and act like she's faking that shit. Like, nigga, she's been saying that shit from the jump. Like, and and also, that's some some random ass shit to fake, bro. Yeah, no, that's really random. That's random as fuck. Like, what? And it's, I, I guess they say that she's faking it because she's all over social media. But people forget that social media, you're, you're not in real Social life. media, you're talking you're to a, a, you're a phone. A I'm talking to a screen. So there's no like real life interaction. Yeah, I'm not and in I'm the not presence sure who, of And like then they people. also say because she's a stripper. It's like all I know strippers who had to like down fucking pills or get fucked up to even like be on the stage. Some of the shyest people I've known in my entire life are exactly. strippers. They get crashed the fuck out. They drink a bunch and then they shake their ass. They don't say any words. They never have to speak and shit. It's not like they're having to like 
bare their fucking soul and thoughts in front of uh, tons of people. And it's like, okay, also you could be dancing in front of a hundred people, like in in a big in a big ass strip club. There's no more than fucking like what three hundred, five hundred mm-hmm. people in there. And what's crazy is some people who might be like social, like ha- be socially anxious, but sexually, like they like let that shit all out. You know what I'm saying? Like they yeah. can just do that shit. But that's completely different than being up in front of thousands of people singing and and everybody critiquing facts. every single thing about like every note that co- or word that comes out of your mouth. That's totally different. That's facts. And I- or self-medicate, which is what I feel like a lot of motherfuckers do. A, oh, lot yeah. of, a lot of motherfuckers walk around here with mad social anxiety, like, and be at the party fucked That's up. That's so crazy to me like, that the niggas who be drinking lean and popping pills <laughs> is sitting up here talking about, I don't understand social anxiety. Nigga, you can't walk into the club or anywhere else without being fucked up. Nig- the same people who have to pregame to go to the club because exactly, they can't be in a... Exactly. You niggas are so fraud. And I wouldn't even say, I've experienced social anxiety before, and I'd be like, oh, shit, like, I don't... Like, if I'm not just... With the shits, like oh, I need a shot before. Yeah, I'm one. Of, like, I'm the most social person in the world, and I still experience that shit. Yeah, that's facts. That's so true. And those are people who haven't even had those pressures of life. Period. It's like you don't know what it's like to for a million people to just like watch your every fucking. You minute. don't even know what it's like for five thousand. You probably or 10, people. You probably didn't even know how to stand up in front of your like high school class. You and couldn't do a read presentation. when they did popcorn reading. <laughs> you couldn't even. You were stuttering and sweating. Palms is sweaty. Knees is weak, and your arms are heavy. And you talking sitting up here talking about this girl. You Not got to real. be kidding me. No, that's it. That. that shit was beyond me. I think that was like frustrating the shit out of me because I'm like, bro, like I suffer from anxiety bad. Like I take medication yeah. for that shit. So it's like. And the people would never know that just because I'm not, I don't talk about it. But like I, I was dealing with that shit heavy, especially the last year when I got diagnosed with it and started like, you know, having to medicate and realizing like how big of a difference it made. So I'm like, damn, like you people are really sitting up here through a keyboard trying to get these jokes off. But like you then you step outside and like you walk with your head down. You can't even look people in the eye. Facts. Like or meditate, go to yoga. Yoga helps people Who's like to do that. I go to yoga on Sundays. I wish you at, guys could see yoga, the way I'm looking at, at Penny right at now. Yo- at yoga to the people. Yo, I don't do none of that it's shit. Don- it's donation based. By the way, if you're in New York and you want to do yoga and you don't have the yoga bag, you can literally go to yoga to the people. They have different locations in Harlem, Brooklyn, Queens, everywhere. And it's donation based. You can literally give a dollar. You can uh, you can honestly give anything. They just want to like help people like heal. So it's really, really dope. They have candlelit on Sundays at 8 p.m. I don't work out. I don't do none of that shit. So that I feel like the anxiety of even that would that would be more fucking anxiety. No thought of like, oh, my God, I'm about to walk into this shit and like have to. Yeah, like be like just do something like different like that. Yeah. Ew. No, (laughs) you said ew. I'm fucking crying. Just scared of medication, period. Black people are scared of admitting that something's wrong. Of everything. Oh, that's facts. You have to say that something is wrong to be prescribed medication, which was my issue for the longest time. Like, I got to go to a therapist and I got to sit here and I got to tell this bitch like and like it's easy to tell somebody like your side of like the story and like create, you know, like create this narrative. But it's different when you have to go to a therapist, somebody who like you're paying your hard earned money to figure out what's wrong with you. So you can't be in their cap and like you got to say what's up. Like you got to be like, yeah, I fucked this situation up. I, this is what I did that was wrong. Like you have to be honest. And so like to sit there and say that shit out loud is like, damn, you'd be realizing like, you fuck damn, is wrong like, with me? Yeah, no, like, I'm out of here. Like what's going on? That I couldn't express to them and that was turned inward. And like I, there's like a lot of, there's a saying that like depression is anger turned inward. And because of the, I guess like type of society that we live in, it's not really 
a great thing to like lash out and really express your frustration at things that you've been denied. Like, especially if you think about like the plight of black people, like you Mm -hmm. guys have been denied a lot Mm -hmm. and people are sometimes just like, why are you so mad? And it's just like, (laughs) you would be mad too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean like to, to a smaller scale, of course, cause I'm just, uh, you know, I'm just like one small Asian girl. But, but also like pe- Asian people as well. Like they Yeah, we are denied also. we are denied, you know, a good piece of the conversation in American society. But that's that's a different conversation. But yeah, um my depression would get really, really out of hand. I would just get um like in in sort of depressive episodes, I would feel paralyzed. I would not be able to move. I would just feel Mm. so hopeless. Sometimes like I would freak out, not freak out, but I would just be very explosive about my sadness. It would just be so overwhelming that it just had to release itself in some way. And that usually released itself in like screaming, crying, a lot of self-harm, like a lot of self-harm. And self-harm isn't like a step towards suicide. Self-harm is like a way of coping. It's called uh, a non-suicidal self-injury. NSSI. Mm-hmm. Like um, cutting. Yeah, like cutting, things. scratching, banging your head, like needles. You know, some people even like punch themselves, purposely break their bones. I, I scratched and I like, you know, hit my body and stuff like that because the the sadness is just so intense um, that it just needs to get out. It's a way yeah. of controlling an emotion, uh, controlling something when like everything else in your head it's just like feels non, so out of control. Uncontrolled, yeah. Yeah, so, and like, you know, you I look back on it sometimes and I just. I'm very surprised that I could ever feel so sad because, like, once I'm out of it, once I'm able to sort of operate normally, like, as a quote-unquote normal person going quote about unquote, their life. yes. Yeah, I, I'm just like, wow, I was really that sad. But, like, my shit happens pretty regularly. Like, I probably have an episode like that, like, every three weeks. And I've had to develop over the years. Like, since my sophomore year of college, when I was officially, like, diagnosed, I had to develop my own coping mechanisms that... Mm. I don't know, I've had to, like, uh, tailor to my specific needs because at the end of the day, everyone's mental illness is different. Like, no one has the exact same um, ways of expressing their mental illness. So that's it's a really tricky field to, you know, try and help people in. Sometimes, you know, just the call to, like, my homegirls and just venting is good enough. And then sometimes if it's a little bit more extreme... Like, I'll take that drive, like, I'll put my phone on d and I'll light the candle, and I'll just watch a movie and just get snacks, and that's what it is. If I have to cry it out, then fuck it, we cry it out. That. But, um, yeah, yeah. and sometimes Period. crying, like, feels actually good. Like, crying, mm-hmm. Ugh, crying. love to cry. But I, I love to cry <laughs> on my <laughs> Crying, like, on some, like, yo, like, I think the world's about to end. But, like, you know, and then, like, <laughs> grabbing you a glass of Secco. Six dollars from Trader Joe's, y'all. Six dollars from oh Trader Joe's. <laughs> a bottle of Secco. Get the mango scene or get the strawberry. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I've never had that. But I will be picking that up. But as soon as, the, like, our Trader Joe's lines are crazy. Fuck. So I'm not uh-huh. going there until this is over. But when it's Grab your bottle of that, that and you're you're in good hands. 